Today's scripture is from Genesis chapter 22, verses 1 through 14. After these things, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. He said, take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains that I shall show you. So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men with him and his son Isaac. He cut the wood for the burnt offering and set out and went to the place in the distance that God had shown him. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place far away. Then Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey. The boy and I will go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on his son Isaac, and he himself carried the fire and the knife. So the two of them walked on together. Isaac said to his father Abraham, Father, and he said, Here I am, my son. He said, The fire and the wood are here, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Abraham said, God himself will provide the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. So the two of them walked on together. When they came to the place that God had shown him, Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then Abraham reached out his hand and took the knife to kill his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham! Abraham. And he said, Here I am. He said, Do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. And Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught in a thicket by its horns. Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place, the Lord will provide, as it is said to this day, on the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. be seated. I can think of many times within my uh, shorter marriage, right? We'll be married three years soon, and so, you know, not very long. Um, When you grow up and you're a kid and you think of marriage, you think of just how awesome it's going to be. It's going to be rainbows and unicorns and just so spectacular. And it is all of that, okay? Do not tell my wife that I uh, don't (laughs) think it is all of that because it is. 
But it also comes with its difficulties. Uh, being uh, together uh, it comes with the difficulties of learning who each other is as you're first uh, married to one another, uh, first starting to live with one another, right? Learning how to communicate with one another. Um, you got to work at it. You got to uh, keep kind of going forward, uh, keep continuing to be committed to one another. Um, but even through kind of uh, those difficult moments, it does end up being a beautiful uh, relationship for so many. It, it ends up being uh, just fruitful and exciting to be able to have uh, a person whom you love so dearly with you, right? Um, and there's a, a similarity that comes uh, as we think about uh, our relationship with God in a lot of ways. There's a similarity in how our relationship with God, it, it is a beautiful thing. Our God continues to be at work, but there also is difficulty in our relationship with God. Uh, there's difficulty, and our relationship with God is not always as easy as we want it to be. And we see an example of that this morning as we look to Abraham. Abraham, who has been called by God and who God has promised to have all the descendants more than the stars in the sky, right? And there was some doubt uh, at the very beginning of Abraham's journey because Abraham and his wife Sarah, they were older in age and it was not thought that Sarah would be able to bear any children. And as time would go on and uh, some events that we have talked about uh, with Hagar uh, having Ishmael uh, and just some different things, Sarah then had Isaac. She had Isaac even though there was doubt that she would be able to. But now, now God is asking Abraham to take his son up on the mountain and to sacrifice him. Are you sure you want, to do, want me to do that, God? Right? Like, Abraham has to be uh, going through so many different feelings uh, and emotions right now because we're talking about a son that him and his wife did not think that they would be able to have. And, and their son, who they assumed would be the one that would uh, then go out and produce the descendants that God has promised to Abraham. But God... You're asking me to sacrifice him? And so, then, they set out. They set out, and they go up the mountain. And I can just imagine um, going up on that walk. It was probably one of just the slowest moments in Abraham's life as he's thinking through what he is being asked to do moments from now. Being asked to sacrifice his son. 
If that had been me, okay, if that had been me, I would, ar- I would argue and argue and argue and probably argue some more. I would be frustrated. I would be a person that is just like, no, it's not worth it. You know, can't do it. I, I, I can't fathom and I'm not even a dad yet, right? Like, I can't fathom having to sacrifice my child. And I, I'm sure there was some of that, right? Like, we don't know Abraham's uh, exchange and his minute-by-minute uh, minute conversations and what was going through his head, but we do know that he went. He went... And then he was prepared to do just as God had asked. But through Abraham's faithfulness, God saw that Abraham was committed, devoted, to him, our God. And then all of a sudden, the heavens open up, an angel of the Lord comes to Abraham, and there's a ram that is able to take the place of Isaac. All of a sudden, those emotions that I'm sure Abraham was dealing with, those emotions and those feelings that uh, were just going through his head as he was following what God had asked of him. They were no more because now, now he was able to see the beauty and the love of, that God had. Now, God calls us to, today, to go outside of our comfort zones. God calls us to do uh, different ministries that we don't feel comfortable in. Sometimes ministries that we are like, no way I would ever do fill in the blank, okay? Because it's different for all of us. So how do we respond in those moments? I'm sure sometimes we respond in a great way, right? Where we respond and we go, but we have anxious feelings, we have worries. And I'm sure there are moments where we respond not in the way of Abraham, right? We're like, oh, no, sorry, not going to do that. And maybe it takes us time to get to the place where we're able to respond and move in the way that God is leading. But yet, even through going outside of our comfort zones, going through uh, the hardships that it is in following God, as we move towards where God is leading, we're moving towards helping the fullness of God's kingdom be revealed and seen 
by all of his people. So I guess it was mm, over time, right? We'll say high school into college where uh, I kind of made the decision that I felt God was, was calling me to go towards ordination in the United Methodist Church, right? Uh, for a while, I thought I was just going to be a youth director, and then over time, I was like, oh, I guess not. Um, and there were difficult conversations. There were difficult, uh, you know, realizations uh, for myself, one of which is, you know, in high school, I was always the last person to give any, time, any kind of uh, oral presentation because I didn't like getting in front of the class. I wanted to keep to myself. So we had arguments about that, right? Well, anyway, so lots of arguments. I didn't want to go back to school, right? As soon as I graduated Alabama, I was like, I'm done. Uh, but ordination in the United Methodist Church, you got to do a little more schooling, uh, learn some different things that maybe you didn't know before. So I sucked it up and went. Well, in the time as an ordained uh, pastor in the United Methodist Church, right, you, you get to that moment, uh, the bishop has ordained you, and so you've gone through all the interviews, all of the paperwork, you've gone through all the schooling, you've wrestled with that call, uh, and, and let me tell you, um, that call continues to change, that call continues to frustrate you, and you sit in, you know, for me, the spot that I'm at, thinking that, oh, like, I can do this, it's going to be this, and it is nothing like anything I ever expected, and every day is a challenge of some sort. But yet, I continue to lean on listening to God, and I get to see the moments where through the ministries of the church that sometimes, most of the time, have nothing to do with me, I have an opportunity to see how God's, God's kingdom, the fullness of God's kingdom, is slowly starting to grow just a little bit more. And I get to be a part of that. A very small part of that. Because I'm just one person, right? My calling that I have is just one little small part of helping bring the fullness of God's kingdom into reality. You all have just as big, if not bigger parts, through whatever the calling, through whatever uh, the way God is leading you towards helping God's kingdom be fully revealed and become a reality here. And so, as we continue to navigate hardships, as we continue to be put outside of our comfort zone in different ministries that we never expected we would be able to do, I pray that we continue to take a step forward, that we continue to move where God 
is leading. Now, if you need to argue with God, if you need to uh, have a conversation uh, with God and say, I don't understand this, I don't know why, by all means, have those conversations. Don't think that I'm saying that we just need to go and not worry about a thing, because that's impossible. We're human. But in the midst, in the midst of our worried and anxious feelings, in the midst of maybe our frustration and not knowing, let us also have a little trust. Because we see not only Abraham, but we saw and have heard of how Jesus came into the world. And Jesus followed God, just as Abraham and all of the ones before him have and did. And it was not easy for Jesus. Jesus who was God. And so if all of the prophets, all of... uh, the children of God that were willing to move forward, to trust in God, and to hear where God was calling, if they were willing to, if God through Christ was willing to follow and to go through all of the situations and hardships that he did, then we all we all have an opportunity to continue that legacy, continue bringing the fullness of God's kingdom. So let us go. Let us go with eagerness. Let us go with frustration. Let us go with anxious feelings, but let us go forward towards where God is calling and where God is leading each and every one of us in our lives. Let us pray. Almighty and gracious God, Lord, we just give you thanks. We give you thanks for the love that you have. We give you thanks for the ways in which you continue to to call each and every one of us. The ways that you lead each and every one of us. Even in the ways you lead us, that frustrate us, that worry us, that put us outside of our comfort zone, Lord. Thank you for trusting us to do your work. And may you continue to guide us in the midst of our fear, in the midst of our worriedness, in the midst of the unknown, so that we may help your kingdom, the fullness of your kingdom, become a reality in the world today and your light be shared in ways that no one ever thought was possible. We thank you, Lord. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen.